everybody and welcome to the Couch Sloths. Welcome everybody to the first episode of Couch Sloths. We're going to go ahead and jump straight into this and tonight we'll be talking about growing up as a Filipino in America. Yeah. How does that sit with you, babe? How does that sit with me? Well, I mean, for me, um, I feel like because I grew, I kind of started growing up in the Bay Area. I came here when I was around like one-ish, and then I left the Bay Area at seven. But during my time in the Bay Area, I was like always around other Asians all the time. So I didn't feel like I was like different weird stereotypes some kids like have to grow up with and stuff so you said you came here and I mean I already know where you were born (laughs) but for people who are listening you were born in the Philippines correct so you left the Philippines at the age of one yeah something like that one almost one so what do you I mean you probably don't remember what it was like yeah that's true do you know what happened like why you left got married to my dad who was an American citizen and she knew that she'd have a much better life here than living in the Philippines. So yeah. Classic story. Classic Filipino story. Find the American man and roll with it. And get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, after as soon as it was as soon as like the papers just went through that I was deemed an American citizen. We just got up and left. Yeah. So. See, that's that's not that sounds like a very common story with like a lot of Filipino friends that I've had. Their parents just kind of got married, got up and left. But they were a lot older when they left. Some of them. And I noticed like, I know this is going off topic, but a lot of like Filipino parents, you can tell when they left because they still have the accent with them. Like, my parents came here as teenagers. And, I mean, I can't hear it. I feel like a lot of people's parents, like, they can't hear it because they grew up with them. But I know for a fact my parents don't have the accent. They speak Tagalog and they can conversate with anyone and it sounds like normal Tagalog, but when they speak English, it's just like no accent. I didn't get to grow up with an accent. Well, I did, but not with my parents. Because they came here. My mom was 14. My dad was like 17 when he got here. So they were fairly young. Yeah, they're still kids. Still kiddos. Yeah, no. My parents, they definitely had an accent from both of them. Yeah. Because I think my mom was only like 20, 23 or 24 when she came here. My dad was like, Really? I thought she was like 21. No, I don't know. Actually, she might be 22 because 22, her Filipino like age is 22. Her Filipino age is 22. <laughs> but her American oh, age right. is 24. Yeah. We'll save that for another explanation. I, don't, yeah. I can't even explain that, to be honest. Let's just I say know, that. When your mom told me that, I was just like, What the fuck? You have to. 
Jeez. Yeah, so yeah, double life. I guess we'll explain it now. But um when you become a citizen, you kind of have to just throw out a a your birthday. They assign you a date. Pretty yeah, much. They, yeah, they pretty much assign you a birthday, so that's the age you're gonna go off with. That happened to so, my dad yeah. actually. Oh, I was just thinking. Because his birth certificate is pretty much non-existent at this point. His original birth certificate from the Philippines. It's gone. It's gone because it, there was a typhoon. Oh, <laughs> that shit. There not a typhoon? One of the typhoons, that shit just swept that and was gone. So now there's no record of it, so they gave him a birthday. Well, wasn't he, was he born in a hospital? Well, actually, you know what? I no, actually, he wasn't. He wasn't born in a hospital. Yeah, so my dad was the youngest of nine kids. Okay. And he was in the province. And in the province, during that time, I guess... Well, my grandma was really accustomed to having babies. My dad was a small baby. That My mom told me when she talked to my grandma what it was like giving birth to my dad. She's like, it was so easy. You're just like pooping him out. I was like, that's a strong woman. I, I can't imagine. I had a C-section, so I can't imagine like anything coming But this was number nine. This was number nine. It slipped out. Yeah, exactly. Totally went off on a tangent. But yeah, my parents have really thick Filipino accents. That's so wonderful. They, <laughs> they, so you can tell they came here pretty late and like they barely speak English. Me, I'm actually bilingual. So you're right. not. I'm not, unfortunately. Because because they wanted to prevent you from having her. So I feel like most Filipino households, a lot of the kids who are bilingual is because their parents mainly spoke Tagalog in the house, mm -hmm. but at school, they speak English, mm -hmm. so you're going to learn both languages regardless. I mean, you live in America. There's people who speak English everywhere, but in the house, if it's mainly spoken, Tagalog is what I meant to say, then you're going to pick up both languages at the same time. I mean, the kids are... Kids are a lot smarter than we think. Yeah. My parents, on the other hand, <laughs> they didn't want me to have a thick accent because they thought that it would be... And it's not even... They were scared of me having an accent, not actually learning the language. They thought it would hold me back from certain opportunities. So therefore, me and my siblings never, you know... We're able to learn organically like another Filipino household would probably. We were very Americanized. My parents were actually very Americanized, even though they're, you know, they're Filipino. They can live in the Philippines and be fine. But the structure in the household was very American. Well, at least they tried to integrate a lot of American values. But um yeah kind of sucks not being able to speak tagalog i could understand like a quarter of it conversationally but besides that yeah no i want to yeah. learn so bad you can't it's never too late 
Yeah, I know. It's just it seems like I can never get around to it. Mm-hmm. You just turn on your TFC. Oh yeah. <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> but yeah, so when I moved to the Central Valley, that's when I kind of like seen a decrease in Asians around me, <laughs> and saw like other cultures. So people were asking me, like, are you Japanese? Are you Chinese? Like, not one person ever asked me if I was, like, Filipino. Well, you don't really look Filipino. Yeah, I look super Chinese. Super Chinese. Uh, Well, your dad looks super Chinese, too. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He could pass. No, he can't. I don't think so. I think he just looks like a tiny little Filipino man. He looks like a Chinaman. You put a little cap on him. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's when I started like noticing that people weren't really aware of like what Filipinos were, other than the other Filipinos, and then those Filipinos were were different from the Filipinos in the Bay Area. They were more. How would I say it? They were like they actually knew things outside of their culture, and I felt like I was really cocooned into being a Filipino. Like I didn't know what a peanut butter sandwich was. Mm. I only knew pan de sal and butter mm. with sugar. That that's was my not, PBJ. <laughs> that's not bad either. Yeah, like no, no fucking hot dogs. It was lumpia. Mm, it's not bad either. Like, if we're having spaghetti, it's Filipino spaghetti with the sausage with and the sausage and did the you ever put sugar. sugar? Oh, yeah, okay. It had to be sweet, and if it wasn't, it was still sour. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. I still remember. See, I don't know. I think this is just a certain region, but. Growing up, I always remember putting this dark chocolate mix onto rice bacon oh, I love that. and meat. Yeah. And it was so, and the, the fried, they call it fried rice. My grandma called it fried rice, but it wasn't really fried rice because she would throw a bunch of rice, mix it with soy sauce, and chopped onions, and that would be it. You That's know? what my dad calls fried rice. <sighs> it's good though. I'm yeah, not going to deny it. Like, no it's good, rice. but. I'm like, it's my favorite. This, my favorite. I used to be so confused as a kid because I'm like, fried rice. Thinking of, like, the, I'm Chinese. thinking Chinese fried yeah. rice with the chopped you know, meat bits up in there and the, the vegetables, the carrots, the peas, all that good stuff. But yeah, I remember being able to, to eat that like almost every morning. So good. Wow, that sounds like I'm hungry. <laughs> I know. I can't even eat that anymore. R.I.P. Rice. R.I.P. Carbs. <laughs> but, yeah. But that chocolate stuff, I never heard of it. I asked my family if they've ever and heard they of it, were... and they're like, Champarado, and I'm like, no, 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 it's they not that. They weren't put on gang But they know, what the, they know what that chocolate is, because they yeah. sell them, obviously. It's, it's just But they cow. never used it in that way. In that way? Maybe it's just a beagle thing. Maybe. Yeah. Or a Nabwa thing. Yeah, because they were like, 
when they were like messaging me over Facebook Messenger, I would they were like, "What the hell?" And you like, know what? Like my grandma is like infamous for that because like you can ask anyone in my family on that side in Santa Clara, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember grandma putting chocolate." Did grandma eat it ever? Nope. 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 It was just grandma Melchie. Yep. Oh, yeah. See, it must be part of that. I think my grandma did see it, and she was just, like, stared at it, like, huh. Interesting. Interesting. But she, my grandma was very set on her ways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Filipino grandmas, they're nice. I feel like there's different types of Filipino grandmas. There's the super nice pushover ones. Yes, and then you got the really strict, they don't take no shit from no oh, one. Yeah. And I feel like both of my grandmas were those. The strict? Strict. They were nice when I was younger. And then when I got older, I saw the fierce, the fierceness where I got my, my, uh, holding it together. Well, that's good. Yeah. My grandmas were sweet. Well, I never met one of my grandmas on my dad's side. She passed away, I think, like a couple weeks before or after I was born. Mm. But my grandma on my mom's side was so sweet. That's nice. Yeah. I yeah, sweet grandma sounded really cool. Yeah. There was not one time she like yelled at me or wow. anything or spanked me or nothing. Oh, I got a lot of those. You <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of those. Well, maybe not for my grandma on my dad's side, but my grandma on my mom's side, she was a, she was a strong woman. Yeah. Yeah, she beat she beat the shit out of me sometimes. Me and my cousins. Carla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was one hell of a time. But yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you grew up in the Bay Area too for a little bit. I was born in San Jose and then I lived in the Union City area, at least I remember, you know, I lived a- around that area, but I remember mostly living in the Union City area for approximately three years, and I went to kindergarten, like preschool kindergarten, I think up to like the middle of second grade is when I moved from Union City over to Fresno, Clovis area. And growing up in the Bay Area, I actually loved it as a little kid because it felt more relatable. I had like it was it felt normal to yeah. be around other kids, yes, because they were just like like you knew that they had a kind of family like yours, so you yeah. can relate to them. And I don't know, kids in the Bay Area just seem way more chill. Way more chill, and they were, like, way cooler. They got into more shit. Like, it was just so... And the way my cousin grew up in the Bay Area was just so, like... I, like, even to this day, sometimes I think about I, like, envy him. Because I'm just like... You had so much fun. The fun that I wish I had as a kid. You know? And even growing up as a teenager. I wish I was able to have that. But, you know, things happen for a reason. Maybe for the best. 
Married for the better, who knows? But personally, I just wish that I could have stayed in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. But and also because there's better food. At the time, now there's they got it everywhere. Even, even Fresno, they stepped up the game. Oh yeah. So after after you lived in Union City. So after I lived in Union City, I moved to Fresno, and that was a big, like, culture shock to be honest. I bet. Because uh, it isn't like it how it is now. It's more. There's a lot more Filipino people. There's a lot more diversity now mm-hmm. but 20 something years ago no maybe like 17 years ago it was just white people white people white people white people and whitewash people <laughs> people who wanted to be white mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that but white people we barely had any white people here really yeah growing up in Clovis like now in Fresno there's more diversity but Fresno is like a lower income area so you have like your, you got the black kids you got the Mexican kids you got uh, the low Asian kids and the Hmong kids which I freaking learned about once I moved there because I in the Bay Area I never knew I never knew there was such thing as a Hmong person or a low Asian person like, that oh, was yeah, just such a foreign con. I was like, Loatian? Are they from the ocean? Oh, my God. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> they look Chinese. <laughs> and I was just... I was just so blown away, like, just from an innocent point. I was, like, only in second grade, so I'm just, like, looking at them like, you mean Chinese, right? You're not... Like, what's a Hmong? I never like, even heard of those until I got into high school. That's crazy. I, swear, yeah. I was only in second grade, like third like grade. Four Hmong people. Wow. At school. That's not a lot. No. See, at school, there was more like if there were Asians, they were Hmong mm. or Laotian. Mm. So, and then everyone else was like Mexican, and then white, and then one black kid. Oh wait, I take it back. I actually knew a half. We didn't even have no Cambodians. See, all the Cambodians were in Fresno. There was, like, no Cambodian kids out there. Well, at the school I was going to. And, like, for a while, I was probably... Me and my sister were, like, two of five Filipino kids out of the whole entire elementary school. Mm. Yeah. So... What were those Filipino? I don't even I don't even remember them. I don't even remember any Filipino kids I went to school with in elementary school. Like there wasn't much. Really? Maybe. And that's the thing. I think there were like girls that I just never got close to. They were just like, eh, you know. Yeah, but they were there. <laughs> and they were probably yeah, doing on their own, doing their own thing, but. Getting into middle school is when I started being more acquainted with other Filipino kids because then, like, once you get to middle school, they mix a bunch of other elementary schools 
into one campus. Right. So then I started meeting other Filipinos. I was like, wow, there's more of us here? Like, this is crazy. Like, because this whole time I was just thinking, like, damn, it's really going to be like this. <laughs> there's no Filipino kids. But, um, yeah. And it's just weird because, like, I always had this sense of, like, it wasn't, it's like a sense of, like, pride because it was like, wow. Filipino kid I instantly relate to you <laughs> like 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 it was just nice to see another Filipino kid because it was just like wow someone of my it just reminded me of the Bay Area for some reason because like everyone else is just not that I had any I'm not like racist against like white people but as a kid it just felt like I didn't really belong with people and it just felt like weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, obviously, it didn't really bother me, uh, you know, because I didn't really judge people off their ethnicity. <laughs> I guess I did as a kid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about um? Do you guys celebrate like holidays, like American holidays? Yeah. Yeah. The only holidays we celebrated was Christmas and Thanksgiving. Not Halloween. Oh no. Oh wait, yeah, I guess I celebrated Halloween. But like, Easter? Mm, not really. Wow, you didn't do Easter? That's like a Filipino thing too. Yeah, no, not really. We didn't even do Easter until I moved here to the Central Valley. And my neighbors were doing Easter. So I was like, Easter? Bunnies? Chocolate? Fuck yeah. But and I had no idea what the fuck it meant. Yeah. Who woke up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And like Halloween, we never, ever decorated. Yeah. Never, yeah. ever. We just like, it was just me and. my neighbors just go out well at least you got to experience it you know like that of course it's not as nice it would have been nicer with fam yeah that's why like when the holidays come up I I remember thinking like like oh this sucks like my parents aren't really like aware of what everyone else is doing so like I totally felt like left out because when you go back to school everyone's talking about what they did with their moms and dads and I'm like my mom worked and my dad just gets to watch TV I just went yeah. out with my neighbors that's it that's true you so, don't really get to, to experience it with a family mm-hmm. you have to experience it with other families oh yeah that's, that was my life growing up always Damn. experiencing things but that's why, like, when with the kids, when holidays come up, I'm always like, I really want to get involved in stuff so they don't have to grow up thinking what I thought. Yeah. No, I feel like it definitely is important to, to have those memories, you know, because it, it gives them a good idea of not just the holiday, but spending time as a family 
because uh, you know those times are very precious and you don't get a lot of those times and you can't really get those times back but fortunately I got to do that <laughs> growing up yeah. uh, I remember I think my mom even has videos of like me and Gabby and like Carlo we were young like super young and like we were growing up as Catholic so like Easter was when we had to go to a church thing and then we would do um, what do you call this the Easter egg hunt I remember we had videos of like Gabby would be picking up hello like oh. eggs and then I would be in the back of her pick taking the eggs out of her <gasps> basket and putting oh, it in line with oh. her and she would look like oh where did they go and then she would just keep trying to pick up more and oh. I would just be in the back of her <laughs> I know, but I don't know if any other family did this, or if this is a Filipino thing. Probably not a Filipino thing, I'm sure it's just a thing, but my parents used to do the Easter egg hunt in the house, but they would make every other egg like candy, you know, the oh. usual, but there would be a golden egg, and the golden egg had money in it. We did that with Rainy once, remember? That's where I got it from. Yeah. Because my parents did it to me. Yeah, but I, I no longer going to be celebrating Easter because I don't believe in that religion. So. But I don't even think it's a religion. I mean, yes, it is. there is a lot, but the Easter Bunny has nothing to do with any religion. Yeah. The Easter Bunny, like, Easter literally is just... The Easter Bunny comes out once a year to lay chocolate eggs for us to find. And he goes away. That's lay chocolate. That's He's laying shit. We just eat it. We eat his shit. <laughs> we shit eat egg. the shit that he comes out. He comes this out once shit. a year to shit on us. On and us? And we consume it. On us? We consume the shit that he shits. There we go. Maybe I'll just bring this Childhood. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess. Childhood, we eat bunny shit. <laughs> Once a year. Yeah. Good tradition. Yeah. Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, so we're also practicing minimalism. So I'm also trying to kind of practice, like, how can we integrate minimalism into holidays without completely making it seem like we're not celebrating at all but just being you know like minimal about it you know like so for Christmas instead of like decorating like decking the whole house with crazy lights and decorations it'd be like a nice tree with some lights and then natural-looking stuff. Definitely the tree would be a good touch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, I know my mom likes to put all the swirly swirlies yes. <laughs> on the stairs. I think those are called swags or tinsels. I thought swags were the stuff that you put on the on the door. You know, like, I thought those were wreaths. Those are wreaths. Well, 
I saw a box that I put the wreath into at Reef, whatever the fuck. And it's called a swag. They labeled it as a swag. Was it the box, the original box? I asked my mom, and she's like, yeah, this is for the swag. Oh. I don't I know. It was a reef. We're going to have to Google this one. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Christmas is more not all that weird. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Christmases were okay, actually, growing up. But it's just the older you get, you start to see behind the curtain and the adulthood starts to set in and then Christmas turns into something that you wouldn't even expect it to. Yeah, because I saw people like our our family would always go to others in our family's houses and I'm like, why aren't we going there? Why can't we I, be with everyone else? I have why same am I experience. fucking here? I, I always wanted to do like a big, big, big family celebration. Let's bring everybody to the house. Let's do like who's sleeping over, like mm-hmm. big and have cake. It used to be like know. that. Yeah. You I, guys did that? At one point, we did that a lot. Like it was lively. We would switch over like one year. Or no, sometimes we would do like, I would go over to. Milpitas celebrate Christmas Eve with my dad's side of the family. Then Christmas Day go to Pinole. Celebrate with my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Or we would just pick one. But throughout the years as we got older, like my parents, they would just be like, okay, I want to go spend Christmas with my mom. And I want to go spend Christmas with my dad. And then we would just have to pick. And then... Eventually, as we got into teenage, we just like stopped going to parties altogether. Stopped going to Christmas parties. We just didn't see. It was kind of sad. We just kind of just stopped. We just broke away from the fam. Just uh-huh. not. We never broke away from my mom's side of the family as much, but we definitely didn't go to a lot of other events stuff and I think it was just due to my my dad just not wanting to be part of that and I remember asking my parents how come we don't get invited to like other parties like in the Bay Area and stuff anymore like we never go to a party it's not cool <laughs> I know on top of that I want, I want fucking food though like I'm trying oh, to food. eat good See, the food is what you want to do when you get to the party. I think that was kind of like the food. The biggest thing was the food. And the thing is, it's like you stay there. It's like once you get to the party, you get there at around like 8. You don't leave till like 3 in the morning sometimes. Depending on how, depending on what aunt and uncle are there that your parents like to talk to, you might... Actually, you might never leave. You might even sleep over. But that wasn't the, uh, that just wasn't in the cards for me. Or you, for that matter. Yeah, that's okay. But, yeah, growing up, it was very, uh, interesting, especially in America. Very. Well, this is the only place you've been, especially in America. 
Well, yeah, I mean, just saying it's very interesting versus, like, like the way I know that my siblings grew up in the Philippines. They, siblings grew up in the Philippines? I mean, siblings, my oh, family what? members, I know. <laughs> Shit, like, I might well, have... You're not telling me something? I might have siblings. I don't know. There's a lot of secrets. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> secrets foretold. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. It's, it's totally different in the Philippines. In the Philippines, oh my god, my family is so energetic. It's so nice being around them during Christmas time. And I, I just bet. loved it. There was food, singing, dancing, partying all the time. It was great. A lot of drinking, too. Oh yes, the uncles. And it's fun. It's actually fun. But get to the point where it gets exhausting. Drinking. Anyways, not everything else, but yeah. Philippines is fun. <laughs> when you're with the right people. Yeah. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. So thank you for tuning in. And we should be coming back with another episode of Couch Slots next week. We'll probably try to put one out. Hmm. We're not really sure what days we should put this out. Maybe we'll go with a Wednesday. I don't know. No, not we'll Wednesday. probably get it out by Fridays. Oh, sorry. Thursday. Okay. I Just think it's safe tuned. to say <laughs> we should. You know what? We'll try to get it out on Sunday so that Monday comes around and people will be able to hear this. So, stay tuned every Monday. Alright, Monday it is. Yeah, Monday. Pressure on me. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm not part of that side of the production. (laughs) Alright. Well, thank you, and we will catch you later. No, we will couch you later. Couch you later. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Couch Slots.